0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 85, The Secret of Sycamore Valley The Tatra Mountains are made up of just over 300 square miles of mountainous border between Poland and Slovakia. While it boasts the highest peaks in all of the Carpathian mountain range, it is generally considered more accessible for travelers, which has led to its popularity with everyone from seriously seasoned hikers to novice wintertime tourists. The family that set off for what was supposed to be a short trip in August of 1925 was most definitely a member of the second group. A somewhat famous criminal prosecutor... Named Kazmier Kaznica, his wife Valeria and their 12-year-old son set off from Krakow with plans to hike nearly 10 miles through the valley to the resort town of Zakopana. The selected path was one typically taken by novices. One of the easiest hikes in the range, aside from one difficult stretch known locally as Ice Pass, an area that rose to a height of 8,000 feet. Early on August 3rd, after eating breakfast at a popular hillside spot in the Valley of the Five Ponds, they started their hike. It quickly became obvious that the weather would not be cooperating with their plan. High winds and pouring rain soon closed in on their position. Determined and hoping that the weather anomaly would be short-lived, the family pressed on. As they climbed an elevation, however, the rain turned to sleet. And around midday, as temperatures began to plummet, they encountered a group of four experienced hikers. They were desperate to avoid turning back, but fearful of handling the remainder of the hike on their own. So they pleaded with the group to accompany them for the next leg of the journey. They agreed and disembarked, now a party of eight. However, it wasn't long before three of the four experienced hikers became frustrated with the slow speed that the family kept. Kazmieris was constantly having to stop and clean his glasses, which were repeatedly fogging up. And just three hours into their time together, while stopped for a short break, the four experienced hikers huddled together to discuss their options. Staying with the struggling family was, of course, the honorable thing to do. But the majority of the quartet felt that this was not their responsibility, that the family would be fine without them. They voted to leave them behind and continue the journey at their own pace. Outraged at the heartlessness of his companions, Zvignia Wasserberger stood alone in his commitment to the safe arrival of the Kosnika family. And without explanation, his companions moved ahead up the mountain without him. Later, the three would report that they repeatedly stopped to look back down the mountain, where they watched their friend and temporary companions falling further and further behind. Eventually, a new layer of fog would block their view of them entirely, and it would be another 48 hours before anyone saw them again. But the next sighting would find the group in a circumstance that no one would have ever expected. The events that filled that two days would be a mystery for ages, one that would confound researchers and family members for decades. Two days later, on the 5th of August 1925, Marius Zaruski stopped in the middle of the clearing and dropped his backpack to the ground at his feet. The unusual humidity had him draining his canteen even faster than he'd expected. The area had just endured an unseasonably powerful storm system, and now the summer sun pounded down on the soaked flora of Sycamore Valley. But this was nothing to Zaruski. The former cavalry officer had not only fought in the Great War... But spent his post military life expressing his love for the outdoors in his own backyard, which just so happened to be the Tatra Mountains. He was known for spending sometimes weeks out in the wilderness alone, but often found comfort in assisting fellow hikers to traverse the various peaks and valleys that made up the local topography. While it was certainly known as a place of great beauty, it was also very dangerous. Over the years, dozens of hunters and hikers had been lost to any number of pitfalls offered by the often unpredictable landscape. While eating his dinner at a local tavern the evening before, he heard the story of a family that had been out in the mountains a few days longer than expected. Sensing danger, he immediately laid out the working map of the area that he had slowly filled in over the years. He decided to head for Bald Clearing, at the mouth of Sycamore Valley. It made sense to him, based on the location where they had been spotted, that the family would pass through the clearing on their way back to civilization. And it was just as his canteen touched his parched lips that movement toward the back end of the clearing caught his eye. It took just a moment to realize what it was that he was seeing, but once his mind focused... He stuffed the still-open bottle into the top of his pack and raced down the trail toward a woman who had staggered through the trees. Obviously exhausted, she collapsed hard to the ground just before he was able to reach her. He dropped his pack and squatted down beside her, hauling her shoulders up off the dirt and into his arms. He reached back to retrieve his canteen when she caught his wrist with surprising strength. She stared through him with wild, desperate eyes. Disoriented and terrified, she began to mumble something incomprehensible. He bent his ear down to her mouth and her words became all too clear. Dead. They're all dead. He lifted her slowly and leaned her against the base of a nearby tree, where he slowly fed her the last few mouthfuls from his canteen. Soon she began to regain her composure, and through the use of a makeshift cot he carried her down the path to the nearest settlement. With Valeria safely in the care of a local physician, Zaruski quickly assembled a search party and headed back up the mountain, about a mile north of where he had discovered Mrs. Kosnica, at the furthest most point of Sycamore Valley. Zaruski and his search party discovered the rest of her group. They lay dead in the small, open area known locally as the Frog Pond. Kazmiris Kosnica was found sprawled out on his back atop a boulder near the water's edge. The lifeless body of his 12-year-old son was found some 30 feet away, slumped against a large outcropping. Both bodies, while obviously dead showed no blatant signs of their respective causes of death. This was one major difference between them and the corpse of Vosserberger. Over 80 feet away along the edge of the small pond, he had suffered a severe head injury and a broken arm from what was assumed to be a serious fall. Zaruski was at a loss. The scene made no sense to him. He wrote down his observations in a small pad from his pack and ordered the men from the search party to collect the remains of the unfortunate trio. They made up three cots and tied them on for the slow trek down the mountain. On the way, the men conferred and agreed that once Valeria fully regained her senses, her story would help to make sense of this bizarre scene. Unfortunately, the tale they would be offered by the mending Mrs. Kosnica would only serve to further their confusion. According to her, when the group reached the Ice Pass, their ability to traverse the land became downright sluggish. Between the terrible weather and the admitted ineptitude of their family, making the journey successfully felt more and more like an impossibility. Finally, after several attempts by Vasseberger to convince the group that turning back was the only way to ensure their safety, Cosmieres conceded and reversed course through the howling wind heading for the safety at lower altitudes. About 30 minutes down the mountainside, her son began to complain about weakness in his legs and back. Less than two minutes later, he collapsed against her and couldn't walk any further under his own power. Eager to get the group to safety, Krasenberger rushed in, pulled the boy's pack off. He handed it to his father and hoisted the boy over his shoulder. His determination would soon prove futile. As just minutes later, as they approached the frog pond, Cosmiris dropped to his knees. Valeria reached down to help him up. He looked up at her with confused and fading eyes. I can't. I'm, I'm just too weak. She helped him roll over into a seated position and reached into her pack when she heard Vosserberger cry out from behind her. She turned just in time to see him collapse, dropping her son to the ground as well. She panicked. It didn't make any sense. She, she just needed to get control of the situation. She raced to the side of her son and the hiker to help them find a more sheltered spot against a large boulder. She reached into her pack and retrieved a bottle of cognac, offering a warming sip to Wasserberger, and a piece of chocolate to her son before running back to help her husband when she reached him she gave him the same sip of cognac but she was shocked when only moments later he died in her arms she began to sob just out of pure confusion and frustration when behind her she heard a thump on the ground she turned to see Wasserberger sprawled out and limp on the ground she reasoned that he must have tripped and fallen in an attempt to reach her It only took a quick check to confirm that he too was dead. She raced back to find in a heart-shattering moment that her 12-year-old son had slipped away as well. She felt a black fog of despair descend upon her. She dropped to her knees and began to weep. She wasn't concerned with what had caused this bizarre series of events. She wasn't worrying if she was in danger as well. She only felt the pain of loss like never before. Weeping turned to wailing as she pulled the body of her dead son up against her and huddled into the rock face for some warmth of any kind at all. She didn't know how to proceed. She couldn't help but be angry with the world for leaving her unprepared for a moment like this. Utterly lost, she spent the next two days huddled under the blanket from her pack with her dead son in the pouring rain so heavy that she couldn't tell which way they had come from and which way was out when finally on the morning of August 5th she woke in a stupor but soon realized that the rain had stopped she pulled herself out from under the now sopping wet blanket and climbed up on the boulder to get the lay of the land After deciding on a direction, she just started walking. In a blur of exhaustion and emotional distress, she shuffled through the forest in the vague direction of civilization. After hours of walking, the next face she saw was Zaruski's. When her story failed to illuminate the cause of death, people assumed that autopsies might hold the answer. Unfortunately, this caused even greater confusion. The cause of death for all three victims was determined to be a pulmonary embolism and heart attack. With no evidence of a crime having been committed, the investigation simply ended. So the question here is, what could have possibly caused the sudden and nearly simultaneous deaths of three seemingly healthy people? Whatever it was, why did it affect the men in the party but leave poor Mrs. Koznica as the only survivor? Nearly a century has passed since the tragic events of that day, and no theory has ever been offered that stood up to close scrutiny. At a certain point, maybe we have to consider the possibility that we will never know what truly happened that day deep in the Tatra Mountains. We may never know the secret of Sycamore Valley.
0: Welcome campers to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We're your hosts, I'm
1: Ryan and I'm Jordan. Now the debrief.
0: I'm really enjoying these uh these strange strange death episodes. Yeah. I don't know they're... why. That's probably morbid, but they're pretty <laughs> cool.
1: No, they are. I mean, especially ones like this are pretty easy to like just get lost in the mystery of it and because, yes, there are some like deeply tragic moments in the story, right, but it's also a century old, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that removal or that distance in time makes it easier to just like break things down, yeah, and think about them objectively. And, it's just, you know?
0: it's just so strange. I mean, you know, cutting to the end, obviously, and sure. you know the fact that like after even after even. Um, you know, they had done, like, the full autopsy and everything, and the only thing that they were able to confirm was, like, pulmonary embolism and heart attack, right? And it yeah. was just the men. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just very off-putting and strange. It just... it like, these are, these are very unique, because all we can really do is kind of speculate. Yeah. But that's the funnest part of it, too. So...
1: <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... It's fucking weird, man. They all three died within minutes of each other right. of the same seemingly natural like,
0: event. As I was listening to the story, I was like, somebody, like, there maybe somebody got like, or they all or something, got bit by a snake or something. You know, like out there in the forest, whatever. Like, Sure. Whatever. You know, something that's natural that can happen. Yeah. But no, that's not the case. And I was like, I was so sure of it. Until finding out about like the autopsy and stuff, and like, yeah, yeah, just so weird.
1: Yeah, they found no like spider bites, no anything like that. Cause that's, I mean, that's another thing. I'm not sure of the what species of spiders are common in that area, but like, you would think maybe, maybe they like walked through a nest, right? You know, yeah, of some sort. But no, there was no trace of any like toxin in them at all.
0: That's just so strange. Yeah. Like it just it's one of the it's just one of those things that just not like does not add up at all. Yeah.
1: It's it's so hard. Because like there have been several theories offered, obviously, but like none of them stand up to close scrutiny. Right. At all. So it's
0: Yeah, I was just I was gonna say kind of backtracking a little bit, just kind of retouch yeah. back on the story. You know, you obviously have this family that doesn't seem like, you know, they're very well-versed in their hiking or whatever else. Like, yeah. you know, they don't seem very outdoorsy, you know, yeah, from they the were sound of it. Right, of course. Yeah. It was just, um, like,
1: sort of on a lark. They were like, let's take this trip. It's supposed to be easy. Right. Just-
0: and then they're, yeah. like, instantly hit by this storm and this massive, like, downpour. yeah. And then, like, the sleet and then... Yeah, which I'm surprised at that point they didn't just say, you know, yeah, this isn't going to work, and just turn yeah. around. Let's do this. Why next week continue again. to trek through it, especially being novices at best? Yeah, you know, and yeah, like to no, me that doesn't make sense.
1: It's weird. It's weird. I don't know if it was just some like stubborn. Thing. I mean, it had the, to. The guy was the guy. Been, was, yeah. the guy would just he result was resolved to finish it. But it was fucking stupid. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyone who's ever been hiking will tell you all it takes is like high wind to make a hike like
0: 10 times more difficult. Yeah. And imagine, you know, they're they're not used to the terrain yep. and all of that. Imagine like slipping and falling and then bam, they're falling off the side of a mountain. Yeah. Or a cliff or, you know, just tripping and breaking their neck. Like, you know. Yeah, anything. I mean, literally, anything could happen.
1: I honestly, I think if they hadn't run into the four like expert hikers, if that hadn't happened, they probably would have died much sooner of much less mysterious circumstances. Yeah,
0: you're. I mean, you're probably right. (laughs) It probably would have pretty pretty easy to tell at that point, right? Uh, but yeah, like, and and that's the next thing. So they run into these people, which yeah, luck, you know they they hit like just a that little bit of luck in that case uh, obviously it was short-lived like that yeah. um, see <laughs> <laughs>
1: see particularly the sun was short-lived
0: <laughs> oh <No>. that's awful <laughs> um, at least he no, got a little like, bit of chocolate before he you know
1: yeah right a last taste hit <laughs> the old um,
0: dusty trail
1: um that's a. I mean, that's another interesting thing. And another thing that tells you that this weather was completely unpredictable, like it, it was unexpected, was that the trail was like hopping. It was that tons of people crossed paths with them while they were out there because lots of people were, you know, hiking this trail on this weekend because it was supposed to be nice. Yeah. It was supposed to be just like a, a nice, easy... Hike, then a lot of people were out there, and a lot of people got caught in this crazy storm. But most of them turned back.
0: So I guess that answers my next question. I was going to say because if it was hoppin', you know, how could they have not have been seen again for two days? Yeah, you know, that's that's, that's yeah, a lot that of, just doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: A lot of people turned back, and I think by the time they made it to Ice Pass, a lot like anyone who was familiar with the trail and knew like oh that that bit's a little tough anyway when the weather's nice it's tough so we're we'll, we'll just turn back we'll you know go tomorrow or whatever right. when yeah. the weather clears so by the time they got there there were not a lot of people to to be seeing them and the super experienced hikers after they part ways after the three of them split they're like up the mountain. And they're, like, checking back to see where they are behind them. And And they're just
0: continuously falling further and further behind, right?
1: Yeah. And eventually, they go above a fog band, and they just lose sight of them.
0: Yeah. But, I'm surprised, I I mean, obviously that group didn't give a shit. Like, you know, those three at least. But I'm surprised they didn't at one point be like, okay, you know, go cycle back and make sure everybody's okay
1: yeah i mean you would think so but these are the guys these are the same guys who decided in the first place like fuck it they'll be all right right yeah that's that's true yeah just because the poor dude kept fogging up his glasses and having to stop to clean them in the pouring rain
0: i mean it's just the whole situation i think is extremely silly it is. Like why put yourself into that position if you're not quite ready for it? And then to make matters worse when the weather when the weather does become unpredictable and you know go to one from one extreme to the next like why continue? Yeah. Just it seems like, you know, the normal thing to do, the most common sense thing to do would be like all right, we had our fun, let's go home. Yeah, you would think so. And I mean, you have
1: to even even in an, in, an inexperienced climber or hiker would know that, like, oh, we're going to go up fifteen hundred feet in elevation in the next two hours, and right. it's pouring rain right now. Yeah, like,
0: you know, you're going into very cold, very bad weather. I mean, yeah. If nothing else, just yeah, just the cold, the wind, and things like that are going to be, you know, miserable. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And we're talking, like, legitimately miserable conditions. Like, based on the story she gave, at least. And that's an important point, is all we have about that two days is from her.
0: Yeah, that's true. So,
1: um... She said that once they hit the sleet, basically, which happened right right about the time they got into the Ice Pass area... Yeah. Um... They, were, they slowed to a crawl... Like, they were barely making any progress at all.
0: I mean, even, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, not knowing how difficult, you know, completely the conditions were. But, like, maybe at that point you, like, cut back just a little bit, take a break, try and get a small fire going or something that can, like, you know, at least wait out a little bit of the conditions.
1: Yeah. You would think, like, let's drop back down 500 feet and where it's raining and not freezing. Right. And we'll set up camp and we'll see if we can wait it out. But no, dude, he was, apparently, he was all for it. was like, just fuck like, it, we're gonna make it.
0: Those little things that really don't make sense, that just kind of keep you wondering. And it just it just as with any weird case like this, Dietloff Pass, the... Yuba County Five, like you know, all the weird, strange deaths, and uh, even even some of the more recent ones we did. Uh, what was the one? The mutilated man. Oh yeah. Um, you know, like Billing's reservoir. Yeah, like just some of these just really are. Uh, there's so many questions that just make you think, like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, like use yeah, the- your common sense. It just
1: yeah, it, it, it's sort of. It's sort of similar to the Billings Reservoir case where the guy just, like, strips naked and decides to swim across the (gasps) reservoir. (laughs)
0: Like, really? Apparently, you put yourself into these stupid situations and, like, lose all common sense, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Like, there's something that happens there that you just snap and just become just completely stupid.
1: (sighs) I don't know, man. It's so hard to understand in those situations like luckily uh the hiker that stayed back with them wasserberger he was he eventually convinced them like you're all gonna die here if we don't turn around (laughs) yeah and go back like
0: i mean somebody needs to like somebody needs to let these people know like come on yeah it's
1: yeah because it's ridiculous
0: but there at the end yeah. Did make a difference. Yeah. Because they finally turn
1: back, and by the time they get down to, what do they call it, the frog pond? Yeah. By the time they get back to that area, they just start dropping like flies. <laughs> like, the sun starts complaining about his legs hurting, he's having trouble breathing. Yeah. And he collapses, and then the dude, fucking the hero, <laughs> the the hiker... He just like snatches him up, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'll carry him." We have to get out of here
0: until he eventually just drops him. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Because then the dad collapses, and while she's tending to the dad, the fucking hiker collapses and dumps the kid on the ground, and like he's just his legs just give out, and they both fall to the ground.
0: Now you have to give it to Mrs. Kosnica for giving everybody a last round of some cognac. It's true. <laughs> Instead of water or anything, she's like, "Here, have yeah. some of this." I think she was trying to warm warm them up. Them up. I yeah, think that of course. Was, yeah, yeah. I, that was,
1: yeah, a little a little brandy in the belly.
0: Yeah, I got that too. But I mean, just, that's it not is gonna nice. help with uh, you know dehydration or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I wonder if she gave the son a sip. Well, also,
0: I would hope so. Right. Instead, she's like here, just have a have a candy bar.
1: Have a piece of chocolate.
0: Yeah. So that'll really keep you going. <laughs> but I mean, it could have been lack of like, you know, low blood sugar or something like that. Yeah. Like, you know. Which I um, think was
1: probably the thought. Yeah. Right? With the, mm-hmm. with the like leg pains and the, the trouble breathing, all that. That makes sense. Yeah. But like, it. See, because one of the major theories here is that the cognac was poisoned.
0: But wouldn't they. Wouldn't they have seen that in the autopsy report? Like, had some like errors in, like a toxicology report. I mean, it depends on the eh, technology true.
1: available at the time.
0: Also, and the type what of poison. poison. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. there are some that can basically go undetected or be seen as something completely different? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Okay. That so- that makes a little more sense. I think Ms., the I think Cos Cosmic- Cosnica. Yeah, Cosnica. I think she had some premeditated motive or something. You think so? Yeah. Now we're, that, we're really mean, getting into true crime. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, because that's a major theory, <laughs> Yeah, is that she spiked the brandy and... And was just waiting for the right moment to give it to him were they basically. able to like
0: test the bottle that it was in or anything or? see there are
1: there are two different versions okay of the story that i found one was that she left it behind and when they, the search party came back they didn't find the bottle
0: maybe so another unknowing it. hiker picked it up and was like oh we're gonna get a lady tonight sure <laughs> and he was found dead in the lake the next week
1: <laughs> um but no, the second story is that they did test it and found nothing. Okay. So, I'm I'm not sure. I've, yeah. I found two different accounts.
0: Those are very conflicted, like yeah, well, conflicting, contradict the other, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, um. That is a that is kind of a, you know, a neat possibility, I guess. Because I yeah. I didn't even honestly I didn't even kind of think like that. I was just yeah. thinking. Like, these people probably need water, but yet you're giving them some... <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, some to warm them hair. up, yeah, of course that makes sense. Like, at least yeah. follow it up with some water. Like, they're obviously dehydrated, they're extremely exhausted. Uh, you know, yeah.
1: I mean, the real question is, if she poisoned them, why? Right? That's well, You gotta think motive, right? She wanted to
0: be a single lady, and she, like, be- what better way... Than to go off into this like, I she she's probably been hiking a time or two. She was probably knew more than she was letting on. Yeah,
1: she seemed to handle herself better than the men did. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's there's something. She had some some kind of plans. I bet it was her and Worcestershire, whatever his name was, <laughs>
1: Wasserberger,
0: Wasserberger, Whataburger. Um. Yeah. Her and her and him. They probably had something going. She and him. Whatever. Interesting. Maybe. You never know.
1: See, there, there's definitely, like, one of the theories sort of bandied about is that she was done with her husband. Like, done with it for whatever reason. Maybe there was, like, a secret lover. Maybe whatever. He was, what like, burger. secretly abusive or, like, a, a lot of different things have been discussed. But, um... And she was, there was still, like, a real heavy stigma about divorce. Right. At this time. So, like. Yeah. You would widow, she would just widow herself. And, but, it is
0: odd that she would kill her son as well. Well, the son would, maybe he knew. Or had some, like, he found out about, like, you know. Her and maybe lover. she was, yeah, like found out about, about the affair or something she had been having, and like he was like, "You gotta tell him." Oh, no, 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 like you tell him, or I'll tell him, whatever sort of thing. And she's like, "I'll shut you both up." <laughs> that's intense. Maybe I, you, yeah. you can't put it past somebody though. I mean, that's true. This I mean, that's is, true. Yeah, these are things that people do. There, I mean, there's
1: also the fact that the husband was. I mean, he didn't have, like, some vast fortune or anything, but he was definitely wealthy. Okay. Like, he was a a famous prosecutor.
0: So she uh, was one of that money.
1: Krakow. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely another... But, again, it wasn't, like, a vast fortune or anything. Right. But she definitely didn't have to work for the rest of her life.
0: I mean, that's significant enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But at the... hmm. I don't know <laughs> because at the same time I suppose she could probably not work and be happy and the husband still do his thing yeah exactly. you know if he had that small small fortune or whatever amount he had I'm, I doubt that that would change anything whether he was alive or dead
1: yeah probably not
0: it's, it's just weird right It's it's really yeah it's really odd yeah
1: Also, there's the fact that they are, like... Reportedly, she went into, like, a pretty deep depression after their deaths. And she actually didn't remarry until the 40s. Until the
0: 1940s. This is, what, 1925, I think? Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a significant amount of time.
1: Yeah. So, like... It's not like a dateline episode where like the guy's wife dies and then two weeks later he gets married to her best friend.
0: <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, they helped each other through it.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's powerful to, to turn a corner with someone. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> it does it does just seem weird that if that was the case, if it was, you know, like if it was intentional or whatever else, like premeditated or anything, the fact that, yeah, the the son, I mean, that is, that is like the more kind of disturbing part of that. That just doesn't add up. But yeah, I mean, you know, she was just trying to shut him up, keep him quiet. I mean, it's definitely
1: possible, right? But we can say pretty confidently that it's much more common for a woman to kill her husband than it is to kill her son. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty extreme.
0: Or maybe, well, no, that wouldn't make sense either. I was going to say, maybe she had, like, some, like, emotional, mental issues or something. She had, like, a random episode. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like, it would have had to have been something, like, whether it be the poison cognac or something like that. I feel like, yeah, again, you have that planned out. You're not just going to all of a sudden, boom, I've got poison. Right. There's,
1: yeah, it's, um, there's also the fact that the guy Wasserberger who also died, um, he had like a head wound and his arm was broken.
0: Yeah. He was in the worst, like the worst shape out of all of them.
1: So, did he maybe refuse the brandy and she had to, like, club him?
0: (laughs) That's a good question, actually. Because she didn't, he didn't know her. I mean, because, like, you know, the story kind of makes it out, like, maybe he slipped and fell or something. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Because that was her story. Maybe the sun,
0: maybe the sun was a little too heavy. You know, whatever. Any of them. Yeah. But yeah, that, that actually makes a lot more sense. There is also the fact that the bodies were
1: not. When the team discovered them, when the search team discovered them, they were not in the place that they ended up at the end of her story.
0: Did you notice that? No, I didn't catch that. So, yeah, no. uh, Yeah. Go go. Kind of explain that if you can.
1: Yeah. So she said that. Okay, in her story, Wasserberger and her son were leaned up against this boulder, this, like, outcropping that she had basically dragged them over to to get them, like, out of the wind. Okay. um, After they collapsed. After he collapsed while carrying him. Um, So she drags them over and leans them against this outcropping, and the husband collapsed right near the water, the edge of the water. She runs back to the husband. He dies in her arms. She leaves him there because while she's with him, she hears Wasserberger fall down. Right. In the high wind. Makes total sense. I mean, um,
0: Body thump, sure.
1: Yeah, I guess. But she says she turns around and sees him just like sprawled out on the ground next to her son. Or in between her son. Somewhere in between her son and the dad. Okay. Um and that's where he died. He just collapses, hits his head, breaks his arm by falling down.
0: Yeah, the the arm. Which bit I know really happens sometimes, a lot but of sense. And yeah. unless he just like lands on it just, just right.
1: I would say that's completely ridiculous until like a year ago I saw a video of the comedian Tom Segura break his leg and his arm while trying to dunk a basketball. <laughs> and he literally is just running and suddenly he's like a pretzel on the ground oh. like it's bizarre oh. like he just fell the he like fucked up his knee perfectly when he went to extend to jump and it twists underneath him and he lands on his arm perfectly and just snaps his arm back
0: that sounds awful
1: yeah Oof. terrible dude
0: makes me afraid of walking now
1: exactly right <laughs> But like, yeah, I would say after seeing that, I can buy that maybe he broke his arm when he fell. All right, right. Let's say he did. Yeah. So anyway, he's on the ground somewhere between the husband and the son, and the son dies right there, leaned against the outcropping. Right. And she, the most like heart wrenching, agonizing thing in her whole story she wraps herself up with her dead son in this blanket (laughs) and lays there for two days yeah in the pouring rain with her dead son that's fucking crazy
0: yeah and that's like that's not even gonna keep her warm at that point because like the whole intention there is body heat right
1: it's like a mid trauma thing I think where like the reaction is almost like she's trying to keep him warm. Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's Motherly just,
0: instinct, even though, yeah. you know, obviously. Trauma like, thinking. Right. Um, okay. But
1: according to her, he's, he's against the rock, or at least near it, where they were like wrapped up in the blanket together, up against the rock. Wasserberger is between him and the water, and the husband is at the water. But when the search party finds them, the husband is sprawled out on top of the rock, on top of the the boulder. Okay. The hu- the son is leaned up against the the boulder where she said he was. Right. And Wasserberger's like eighty feet away, down by the edge of the water, like down the the coast, basically of this pond.
0: Well, maybe during that those two days where she was hanging out with her her dead son. Maybe she decided to bring in the dad, too, and, like, have them be as one big happy family. I don't know. Maybe. For, like, I'm saying, like, maybe she hit some, like, like some psychotic state. break. Yeah. yeah. And she just starts moving them around, and she's like, everything's back to normal. She's having conversations. Yeah, they're doing their thing. Maybe they're just camping.
1: That's weird, man. Until
0: she finally comes to, and, oh right
1: gets a little sunlight on her face and realizes what the fuck happened yeah um i also thought maybe wasserberger didn't actually die when he fell and he like took off crawling Mm. at some point okay so that's definitely a possibility so like
0: what like do you mean that mr wasserberger or whatever he's like crawling back and you think she like Hit him in the back of the head with a rock or something, like you know, bludgeon well, him know. in the head,
1: or I don't know. I was I was thinking just like the disparity between how they found him and her story, her ah, okay. actual story. So, like, That's what right. I was thinking was maybe he comes to, you know, a couple hours later or maybe a day later, whatever. He comes to and all he sees is like. The guy's dead over there, and the woman and the boy are wrapped up in a blanket over there. It's still pouring rain, and he just starts, like, crawling for rescue. Like, this is the vague direction uh, that I need to go in, and just takes off crawling, and that's why they find him so far away.
0: Or she sees... Her son, uh, you know, the lady, her son and her husband all kind of propped up and her just having conversations with him. <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like, like I'm, I'm getting the fuck exactly. out of here. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, I like that too. Oh, man. That's fair. He's like, this woman's gone wrong. <laughs> it's time to get out of here.
0: You no, can't like, uh, well, I mean, his, his legs were fine, right? Yeah. He's had a yeah. broken arm and...
1: And the little headwind. A little
0: head trauma, yeah.
1: So I guess he could have, like, you know, stood up and tried to walk out. And maybe, maybe he, he like, just, like,
0: went to push himself up and realized his arm was broken. He's, like, trying to, like, hobble up or whatever, you know. Yeah, And then eventually just uses all of his energy and just passes out again.
1: Yeah, could be. Could definitely be.
0: I like the idea of him waking up and seeing her... Like, maybe cradling yeah. her son and, like, you know, talking to the dad, and she's, like, rocking the son back and forth, telling him how pretty he is.
1: Yeah. Having some, like, Wilson from Castaway moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's possible. Yeah. I kind of like that angle, actually. <laughs> we just turned this woman into... This just... Yeah. Yeah. Almost something yeah. out of a horror movie.
1: <laughs> it's true. I um Okay, so to completely switch gears, another big theory here is because the dad was a pretty well known prosecutor in Krakow, there is a theory that he was this was an assassination.
0: I mean, yeah, that that could very well be a thing. Like somebody By, targeted like, the criminals and, he'd prosecuted
1: yeah. or Yep.
0: But it doesn't explain why the wife is was, you know, walked out of there completely fine. It's true. Unless she, like, played dead. Well, if they... But that, that would make sense. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense either. Okay.
1: No, but if they poisoned her cognac and she just didn't drink any of it...
0: Maybe she wasn't cold. Yeah.
1: For whatever reason, she didn't drink it. So it killed the husband and you know the son I, I guess but but
0: did she do like did she say that
1: she had some too like she actually specifically said that she didn't have any really okay which was a thing that that made it that a lot more sense,
0: yeah
1: see it makes me think it's not her because why would she make that part of her story
0: just it let, would be better well, for true, her yeah. to
1: say like i drank it too and there was no problem with it
0: yeah i guess, I guess you're right you know yeah because yeah i mean that would be that would almost be like setting yourself up for oh well yeah. you didn't why did you not drink it yeah all right well i guess discard
1: that idea but see i don't put much bearing on the like assassination attempt honestly because that would be the clumsiest assassination attempt ever it would be so much easier to just organize like a you know, like something to look like a failed robbery or for them to just vanish completely, then it would be to poison
0: the wife of your target's brandy. I mean, maybe she didn't, she just didn't drink. Maybe they knew, like, I don't know. Maybe somebody, somebody was in the inside. It was the sun. The sun <laughs> gave him <them> all away. <laughs> Actually, it was Whataburger. He's in uh, on it the whole time gotcha. It wasn't that's why he didn't just, abandon them. Right. It wasn't just by like some random happenstance that he they, you know, he happened to run into them. No.
1: But what th- then he accidentally poisoned himself also. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz you got to remember he died too. He
0: forgot. He was thirsty. Yeah. For sure.
1: There's also okay, so the problem with all of these theories is that they all rely on the brandy being poisoned. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's like the one thing
1: they have they have symptoms. They start getting fucked up before anyone ever sips any brandy. Well, that's yeah,
0: true. Right? I mean they're all like, oh, I can't I can't go on any further. Like, you know, yeah. like yeah. I mean, and especially the son, the son's like just He's wrecked. Yeah. Just a yeah. pile of nothing, basically, like just struggling to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, like that whole thing doesn't make any sense. None. As much as I love these, they just drive me crazy, man. I know, <laughs> me too, dude, because they they drive you in circles. Yeah. Like I was all before I was like, yeah. Hell yeah, this is like, you know, this is gonna be great. <laughs> now I'm like, damn it. No, that just doesn't make sense either. Okay, this this might
1: this might tip you like it might point you in a direction. Alright. So another thing that the Autopsies revealed was that you're withholding um, information. I see, because no, we're getting there. All right,
0: all right. Because okay.
1: Cosmeris had an existing heart defect, the the father. All right, and the son had the beginning stages of the same heart defect.
0: That would explain, okay, the common pulmonary embolism and you know, sure yeah.
1: and heart attack. Right, right. So. You could say that there's something biological that could have happened, like with them, that caused essentially identical heart attacks yeah. in the father Just and son.
0: Overworking that, like overexerting themselves, maybe. Sure. You know, Plus due the, the conditions. the elements. And, right, and exactly. The, the elevation yeah. is also going to make things happen. Yeah.
1: Yep. But then what the fuck happened to Wasserberger?
0: Unbeknownst to all of them, he also had the exact same ailment. Yeah. <laughs> No, because it actually it actually confirmed that he was like healthy
1: as a horse. Well, well. There's nothing wrong with him. Like he just suddenly had this pulmonary edema and heart attack.
0: Maybe it's there's something in the air. The same heart attack. (laughs) Right. That just only affects men. Yeah, apparently. Well, see, that's not that doesn't sway me in any direction. Now it just doesn't even make any more sense. (laughs)
1: Just for a second, and then you remember Wasserberger <laughs> right. again. He seems to be like the, the monkey wrench in the fucking gears here, like. But he every time s- something
0: starts to make sense, he also seems to play a part that like should be more obvious. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, yeah. he also seems like this just good old good old boy that was like there to help out.
1: Yeah. Why contradictions did he abound? That's yeah. Was he really the only good person in that group of four people?
0: Maybe in their huddle, they were actually like, "Let's just leave him alone." He's like, "No, I've got other plans." They're like, "We can't, we can't have <laughs> right. any part in this."
1: I gotta kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> and they're like, ah, "Wasserberger again."
0: That's the third time this week. Come on, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, his, it just his like his part in it doesn't make doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't add anything, anything extra. Like, it just makes it that much more strange. Yeah. That the fact, like, this was the same quote-unquote thing for all of them. Now, my thing is, I think whoever did this autopsy report was forced to provide this report. Something else actually happened. Oh, and
1: shit. there's
0: something more at play here, but we will never know. Because it's been swept under the Slovakian rug. And Polish, Poland, Slovakia, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's been swept under the rug at this point. And shout out
1: to all of our Polish listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Regardless, you know, like maybe there's like some like weird thing about this that Yeah, I mean, just on you know, on the outward, outwardly, it just that was the easiest way to call it. I mean, honestly, he
1: was a government official, so we could be talking some weird government cover up. Yeah, exactly. Right we we could be like, you know, maybe the do prosecutors have a? Are there assistant prosecutors? There's. I know there are (laughs) assistant district attorneys. I don't know.
0: I'll have to maybe ask my, pro- was, my prosecutor friends.
1: Right. So maybe, maybe they were just someone else in competition, or he had pissed off some, you know, government official. Yeah. Who just had them fucking whacked.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. And, that's that's a possibility.
1: Know, and had the had the postmortems doctored and decided they were going to say this and don't mind the bullet holes somebody <laughs> you know what i mean like
0: and that that whole like well that or they managed to spike the the cognac sure. you know like somebody on the inside probably mr coast or uh Koznica's friend or something quote-unquote friend business partner yeah. or something Spike is like, hey, here you go. Here's this, you know, whatever. Happy celebration, 1925. And yeah. <laughs> and they decide to take it with them. And then yeah. it's like, wow, these, all these things line up perfectly, but yet the wife right. doesn't drink it. Yep.
1: And fucks up the whole plan.
0: Exactly. Wow, that's interesting.
1: Huh. I mean, I'd watch that movie. Oh, I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how many stars I'd give it, but I'd watch it. Yeah, it depends on the cinematography. True. Um, so there's
0: there's one more big theory. So you have another like outlandish one, or is this like a really good solid one? This is one that a lot of people like. Okay, sweet.
1: A lot of people. A lot of people like this theory. So there's something called AMS, acute mountain sickness. Okay, so basically, it happens when you go when you rise in elevation.
0: That's what I assumed. Yeah. Elevation right. can really mess you up.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially if it's a quick,
0: quick right. climb. And it's also yeah. like, even like drinking alcohol at, at mm-hmm. like higher yep, altitudes. That exacerbates and stuff. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can. Yep. It can do some crazy stuff.
1: So the symptoms are pretty damn similar to acute mountain, mountain sickness. All right. But the problem with it is generally the symptoms get worse as you rise in elevation and you can mitigate those symptoms by going back down in elevation. And these symptoms hit them as they're going down in elevation.
0: But how long does it normally take for them to kind of subside? And Here's the thing. Because another
1: problem with this is that acute mountain sickness, it has like three stages. Right? All right. So after Acute Mountain Sickness, you get high-altitude pulmonary edema. And then you get high-altitude cerebral edema. And you have to get to the third stage before it becomes fatal. Okay? You have to get to the third stage before it becomes fatal.
0: Maybe their trek back down was so slow that they reached that point before... But they would have had symptoms that whole time. They were climbing. I mean, you would think, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Hmm. And it's... I could see maybe... Because the pulmonary pulmonary edema stage, the second stage, usually doesn't kill people. But if these people had... These fellas had this heart condition, it yeah. could have caused the heart attack. Right, yeah. That killed them. That's true. Right? But... Again, the monkey wrench in the works, Wasserberger was an experienced climber. I mean, this is a guy who regularly like climbed in the Alps, in the Swiss Alps. Like he was a a very seasoned climber. So that's another thing
0: you really have to think about. Like Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense. I mean No. And that and that seems to be a common common thing in cases like this. There's all you know, there's that somebody that's like why? Why would this happen to them? Because they were so seasoned. They, you know, they knew exactly. their way around, or whatever else.
1: Yeah. So if he had, if he was someone who got AMS, he would know that about himself, and he would know how to handle it. Right, because some people just get it, and they have yeah. to like, you know, stop where they are and and take time to acclimate to the. You know, it just takes them longer to climb, basically, because they have to stop and acclimate. To the, to the, the air. Yeah. Right. At that altitude. And then they can move on. But like, he didn't do that. Right. He, he was, he had the experience and he, you would think that if he
0: had it, he would handle it. Yeah. But he didn't. Right. Now I'm going back to Mr. To Wasserberger. Yeah. I think him and the wife were in cahoots. You think so? That's what I said start i'm I'm sticking with it my I don't know man I don't know either my, it really doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense like yeah, why, it's what okay. happened to him too yeah because I
1: don't know maybe it was like a thing where two people plan a bank robbery and then one of them shoots the other one so they don't have to split it afterward yeah maybe they plan to kill the father and son and then she was like Then she realized, like, well, I don't have to share the fortune.
0: Or she felt so bad she wanted to turn herself in. He was like, no, you can't. We're in this together. Blah, blah, you go down, I go down, sort of thing. So he, like, comes after her and she's like, what? And, like, knocks him down, breaks his arm, and hits him in the back of the head. Okay. (laughs) Again, I'd watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know either. This is a tough one. This is really tough. It is. There's, like, not a whole lot to go off of other than just it's the men. There was some cognac, and they were dumbasses and didn't turn around earlier on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also the chance that, like, some people talk about, like, it, it being something environmental, like some aerosol that affected right, them. Yeah. I
0: mean that's and that's but what then I thought. Why too, wouldn't but it why kill wouldn't her? It affect the wife, exactly.
1: Yeah. Or there's also weird weather phenomenon like vacuums that are created against when you're against a rock face. You know? Okay. Weird weird weather anomalies like that. Yeah. That's that's been talked about a little bit.
0: Hmm. I mean that's that's possible. I mean, weather does some some strange things.
1: It's just as possible as anything else Agreed. we've talked about, right? Or yeah. this
0: could have been like Mountain men or Bigfoot. See, before we go,
1: before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you, like, I have a, a section of my notes here called Classic Campfire Theories. I
0: mean, that's where I was about to start heading. Do you think that any of them could have applied here? I mean, I think that they all could apply there. Whether yeah, or so. not I think that that could actually happen. I, I mean, I don't think that's the case in this one, but let's let's just talk about it just for a minute, you know? Sure. Could have been, you know, an a hungry Bigfoot, angry Bigfoot, Bigfoot, a Sasquatch, a <laughs> Yeti, whatever you want to refer to him. Sure. Um, yeah, just out there just like he's having a bad day and he uh scares all of them into their deaths except the wife see that's what i'm
1: thinking maybe he attacks wasserberger right the bigfoot attacks wasserberger right and the other two have heart conditions they just fucking drop like
0: flies yeah just added like sure terror right yes yep
1: heart attack the wife escapes but she is not about to go and fucking be embarrassed and humiliated by telling a bigfoot story. Right.
0: I mean, cuz who's going to believe her?
1: Right? Right. Exactly. So she so she makes up this this tale of what happened. I think we just made bigfoot
0: work. Uh, yeah. I think so. <laughs> God damn it. Or aliens. Yep. That's that's the next one. They right? land, right? Yeah. Ah! Scared to death. <laughs> was taken on board and you know they did some experiments on him and dropped him back off and he just slowly died
1: they accidentally beamed him like 15 feet above the rocks instead <laughs> of on the ground and yeah. he bumped his noggin sometimes and broke they're, his not, arm. they're
0: not quite precise enough with their right you know.
1: There are a few funny stories like that abduction stories yeah. where people are dropped like just like four or five feet off the ground and they're like seriously assholes. Yeah, I you mean you've lowered
0: me just a little. further. It's not the first time that that's been a thing. So yeah, yeah, it's possible. I mean, there could be a lot Maybe, more, you know, with like an alien UFO involvement or whatever. But sure, I just like the scared to death thing because <laughs> we Maybe can literally abduct? use that for everything. It's true. They saw a snake. Ah.
1: Scared to death. Yep. And then Wasserberger slips on the snake.
0: <laughs> he actually picks it up and starts fighting it, and the snake fights back.
1: Exactly. With a mallet.
0: I was thinking it grew um, like beefy arms and just started like beating like through their arms. Yeah, to mean anything. I just think of like they're like layers of muscles that the snake just yeah. pops out.
1: Yeah, like Trogdor. The Burninator. You remember? um, So he's teaching them how to draw a a dragon. Right? And he's like, draw an S, draw another S. And then he's like, and give it strong arms. And he draws like a man's arm on each side of the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) classic internet wait a minute, I think I need to start over (laughs) for those of you who are unfamiliar for those of you who are younger than 35 years old definitely go go Google Trogdor and it is classic internet so what if the aliens abducted all four of them and Her sort of tragic tale is just, you know, implanted memories to cover for the... Like, they fucked it on the other three. Like, they didn't know about the heart condition, whatever. Who knows? The other one fought back. Yeah. They were fatalities, right? But she survives, and they give her this implanted memory of what happened to cover up the
0: fact that she was abducted. I am that's just as possible. Yeah, and that also kind of goes into that. That uh, I mean, with the idea of implanted memories and stuff like that. You know, yeah, that, yeah, that could be a whole whole thing in itself, and that's a it, movie I would watch.
1: It, yeah,
0: I would. I would also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> movie or documentary?
0: <laughs> I, I would want that to be a movie. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um.
1: No, but like, that's. That could definitely be a thing. You're right. In Campfire Land, that's a definite possibility.
0: I kind of like that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I like the scary Bigfoot better. I think, but
1: I I kind of do too because it's like this just random attack. Like the Bigfoot bursts out of the undergrowth and attacks Wasserberger, who's in front, who's leading. Right? You just like smash Bigfoot,
0: smash and yeah. Hits him and, and then Wask gets back up and, you know, he's like trying to protect his his newfound friends that he's trying to get back to safety. Sure. And then Mr. Mister and Son. They just drop dead. They're like, oh, Wask!
1: Terrified. Yep. The dude even climbs up on the rock to try to get away from it. <laughs> Heart attack. Right. That's true. Drops dead. Sprawled right on top of the rock, right? Yeah. The sun's hiding behind it. Dead.
0: I think we've just solved it. I think so.
1: <laughs> you know, I honestly, I tacked on the classic campfire theories at the end because I thought we'd just, like, blow through them and, like, nah, definitely not. Nope. I think we just landed on it. Yeah.
0: At least the one that just makes the most sense to me.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, like, this is a, a story that allows the the mother the wife it allows her to be dishonest for noble reasons or at least for understandable reasons yeah right it allows her to be dishonest about the story that doesn't make any fucking sense
0: and she's well aware of it without
1: her being guilty of anything right which i think is what i like about
0: it yeah and that's why she straight up tells him yeah i didn't drink any of that cognac yeah that wasn't the problem
1: yeah exactly All right. but she wasn't about to you know, spend the rest of her life being the crazy lady who says Bigfoot killed her family
0: right well and then yeah exactly because then that that's going to come around on her and then nobody's going to believe that and yep. then it's just going to be another thing where everybody just thinks she killed her family precisely that's sad you know
1: it is sad it is it's really sad A poor lady
0: yeah had to live the rest of her life in secret keeping a secret
1: and who's to say she didn't actually spend two days wrapped in a blanket with her dead son after the Bigfoot you know what I mean like yeah that part like fucked me up that part of the story it's it's
0: yeah it's intense man yeah it's a little it's a little morbid
1: that's like a woman off the deep end, for sure. Yeah. Like, lost in grief. I
0: just... It is. Like, let me cuddle with you, although you're gradually becoming more and more stiff and... Decayed. Ugh. Yeah.
1: It's... But, like, just the thought that that, like, protective instinct doesn't go away... I, even yeah, then, of course. You know? It's it's wild. Yeah.
0: And I mean, in some, you know, obviously your Tragic. child, yeah, yeah it's going to be, you know, if if she wasn't in on it, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, that'd be devastating.
1: Yeah. And she would be completely,
0: yeah, and, and in shock, you know? Yep. And that would explain why, you know, yeah, why she would just not want to let go, yep. not want to face the reality of this is actually now a thing.
1: Yeah. Man, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. What a way to leave this episode. Truly terrible, right?
1: (laughs) On that fucking bright and sunny note, I think that concludes episode 85, The Secret of Sycamore Valley. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening.
0: rate and review it it's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling
1: and a special thanks to greg martin at reverent music on instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief you can find more of his tunes at reverbnation.com slash reverent it's fantastic fantastic stuff go give that a listen and that's it until next time i'm ryan i'm jordan And
0: remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.